welcome to We Do, the Wedding Podcast, Cape Cod Edition. Yeah, we're on vacation. I'm Megan. And I'm Luke. And I'm drunk. <laughs> so that's Caitlin. Hello. Kate is our sister, my sister. Almost our sister. Yeah, Luke's soon yeah. to be a sister-in-law. And today we decided to have a few drinks after relaxing on the beach and record a podcast. Which, I don't know if that's weird, but it's what we do on vacation. Who knows? We may never air this. It might not go well. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We may have to stop and take a, take a break. Sober up. So, Kate is a graphic designer. She is going to be doing our invitations. What else? Our website. Program. Program. Mm-hmm. Save a date. Um, all of the paper things. Mm-hmm. And non-paper things. Yeah, and just generally, like, helping us with our vibe. Yeah, we need a vibe The monitor. look and feel, we call it in the industry. Oh, okay. Tell us more about the industry. Well, I don't really know much about the wedding industry. So what do you do exactly? I say. What do I do at my job? Yeah. Oh, I design all sorts of things. Books, posters, room design microsites, just a whole smattering of different things. So this is for, uh, like, companies that are looking to advertise, it's or... It's very complex and not super interesting, but it's mostly, like, market research slash advertising okay. type of stuff. I won't delve into it because of how boring it truly is, but... But you're not, a... like, an interior designer. No, I'm no, 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 no. It's at. a lot of, like... Uh, setting up rooms for like events or stuff like that with that has like printed pieces on the walls that's what I mean when I say room design not like architecture or interior design etc cool yeah so yeah so we've been relying heavily on Kate to help us because neither Luke nor I are very design-minded uh, if you've ever been to our home, which I'm sure everyone who's listened to this podcast has been to our home. <laughs> yeah. That seems, that seems like a safe bet. We have a very eclectic style where we just kind of like buy things that we think look nice and then we put them on the wall wherever there's space. And we don't really think about what looks good together or what makes sense. Which to me is a nightmare. Yeah. We're kind, <laughs> we're kind of a design nightmare. So we actually, Kate, redesign all of the things on our walls. We took everything off and said, here's all the stuff. Make it look pretty. And then you redesigned it and made it look awesome. Yeah, I would like to have a good sense of what things should look like. But I end up taking, I go one of two ways where I'll either take everything and look at it and then just put it all anywhere. Or I'll, I'll look at all the decorations we have and then say, these look great, and then don't put any of them up. Yeah, Luke is very bad about when we move into a new place. He's like, we should just leave everything in these cardboard boxes until we move again, right? I definitely uh, moved in somewhere. I stayed there for a year and a half, maybe. And when I moved out, there was an entirely sealed huge box that I moved in with. And I just picked it up and I said, well, that saves me some time. <laughs> I feel like I go two ways. My room in my apartment I've been in now for three years has been a slow burn. Very slowly putting things together and deciding like what to add and take away. My living room I did all in one gigantic 
push in like a weekend. Where yeah. I did the whole gallery wall, got all the furniture. And I didn't set anything up until I had everything. So by the time I was done, it was like nothing and then completely done. Yeah. For me, I feel like I'm not <laughs> moved in until we have put stuff on the walls mm. and gotten rid of every box. I don't care if we have like piles of shit everywhere because Kate and I grew up in a home, uh, a very loving home, but one I would call very chaotic and where our organization style was uh, piles. We just have piles yes. everywhere. Paper piles. Paper piles. And clothes piles. And mm. just like stuff piles. So I'm fine with piles. But everything mm. better be out of boxes. And we better have anything that's framed hung up. Hmm. Yeah. That's my level. See, of mine is like if it doesn't go with everything else, it's not going up. That's, how, that's yeah. my Yeah. It feels wasteful to, it. to me. No. If it's just like... I mean, my roommate is constantly making fun of me for having what she calls junk that I put up, which would be, she Things that you buy at, like, out. TJ Maxx. Well, she'll just be like, this is a very beautiful jar of sticks that you've put on <laughs> the <laughs> dining room table. And I'm like, yes, when you call it a jar of sticks, it definitely takes away from it, but it's gorgeous. Stuff like that. Or wicker orbs, like the balls that go into <laughs> a glass jar. Yeah. She, she calls that junk. I'm familiar. She says it's beautiful, but it's junk. Yeah. And... So I feel like there are two sides to that. Yeah, I, I see that. Appreciating the junk. She thinks it's nice. She likes it. But she would never purchase it to on put her own. liquor orbs in a glass jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially. I definitely never would. Yeah. So we've talked to you a little bit about the uh, notions that we've had about what we want our invitations to look like, mm-hmm. what we want all of our materials to look like. Um... Megan, do you feel that we've done a good job explaining that? I think we've done, and please correct us if we're wrong. Oh, I think we are definitely. excellent clients. Clients. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like we're very good at communicating what it is that we're looking for, but yet giving you enough space to do something creative. Well, let me just say <laughs> let me just first. squash that idea. It's super hard to work with your family and friends. That okay. is challenging, no matter what. Sure. It's always hard, especially in an industry where you have creative services. It's so challenging because the boundaries that I would draw with an actual client are so different than you and I. Mm-hmm. Like, when we talk about wedding stuff is whenever you want to talk about wedding stuff. If you were a client... Which is all like, the time. Hell no. It would be like, no, we're not talking about this right now. Yeah, because you'd you know also I mean? bill me for whenever we talked about oh, wedding yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then you would talk about it a lot less. <laughs> but it's that kind of thing where it's like, the boundaries are very unclear But when working with families and family and friends. Yeah. Because I did wedding invites for another friend of mine, and that got... It was fine, but it just gets a little like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is where I'm done doing rounds. This is where I'm done figuring out how you want this printed. Like, if this were a normal client relationship, this would never have gone this far. This far, yeah. So I think, let me preface it with that. It's different because of that. In terms of how you are as clients, I think you guys are clear, which is super helpful. And I think that was demonstrated in, sh- in the first round of design, where it's like, it was close. Yeah, we were pretty close. definitely tweaks, but we were close. And I think that's something that shows that you guys were clear about what you wanted. Or that I'm just amazing. Yeah, it could be both. Could and be we've, both. Only, we've only done one, is that right? Yeah, we've only done Correct. one. Okay. I'm still working on the second one. So what would you say is the best advice you could give to someone who is going to be communicating their design aesthetic, either to someone who's designing something like an invitation or just generally 
to friends and family who maybe are going to put together the reception. Mm-hmm. I think examples are super helpful, but not being tied to somebody. Re- if you want someone to redo the example that you brought to them. Like exactly, you mean? Exactly. That's not what a like true designer is going to do or yeah. be happy to do. Like they, They'll do it probably, but after fighting you on it. I feel like if that's what you're trying to do, then go to a company that you can just plug and play your own information into instead of like going to a designer to because the whole purpose of design is that you explain what you want and the person creates based on that and not yeah based solely on an example but it's nice to see if people don't have words for their aesthetic examples are helpful because so many like, people you... will say graphic or visual which are the worst things to hear make it <laughs> visual it's like that means that th- or make it modern means so many things to so many different people yeah so if you can have examples of what you think modern is then that's helpful because then a designer could be like that's not modern at all but I don't have to tell them that like I'll just design for this aesthetic yeah kind of thing so just as m- specific as you can be without being rigid okay it's kind of a hard uh-huh. ask but I think it makes sense though because even if we're not talking about asking a friend to design mm-hmm. something specific if you are which doing, I don't like, recommend by the way <laughs> yeah if you're doing like a sort of um, friends and family DIY-ish type wedding mm-hmm. where you're getting ready for the ceremony and you have friends maybe putting decorations up in the reception, whether or not they understand your aesthetic, it's likely they're not going to be able to execute it 100% so right. that it looks exactly like Pinterest. Right. So having that flexibility and saying, like, you know, this is the this is what I'm going for, you know, if you do it a little bit more this way, that's fine. Well, in in that case, if you're, if you already have the ideas and you're just having people put it together, that's different than having somebody design it for you. Right. Yeah, so, I think that's true. Yeah, but I you mean, would have been real mad if I showed you like a design from like minted or like wedding mm-hmm. paper divas and was like, just make that. Yeah. But then we would like we wouldn't ask you to do that exactly. because then we, we could just, ask anybody to exactly. do that. Exactly. Right, and I think the difference too is like. Well, I know you guys, so it's also like I knew what you're going for. I'm so involved in all the steps of the wedding in a way that I never would be if this were just a regular client. And I, like, personality-wise, I know you guys, so it's easier to put all those clues together to make what I think you're looking for. But if you're just talking to, like, a designer that you hire, showing them a whole, like, your Pinterest board or your mood board or whatever it is you're doing for your wedding is super helpful because then they'll understand the bigger context of what the invite is the first thing or save the date, I guess, is the first thing that your guests are going to see. And that sort of sets the tone for the whole event. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, I want your invite to get across, like, sort of where the venue's going to be, what your vibe is going to be, and that's, like, the first point of contact with the guests. So that's why it's important, I think, to have it all tied together and not just be like, oh, we like this color and we like this style. Let's just do that for the invite. It doesn't matter about the rest of it. That's my take on it, but I know it doesn't matter as much to other people. And coming from uh, a like theater type background, it was much clearer to me that you have like in uh, when you're doing a play, you have a big production staff meeting where you have people that are the designers, like the lighting designer and the set designer, costume designer, and then. Uh, so as a director, you communicate to them what you want the 
uh, like sort of in abstract terms, what you want the uh, vibe to be like, what you want the look to evoke, and then the designers figure out how they can make that appear, and then they work with their production staff to actually do it. So it's sort of like that distinction of there are people that make the look based on what you're saying, mm -hmm. and then there are people that actually do that. So there's a distinction of like if you have something that you want just faithfully recreated, like just take this picture and make that, not make something that feels like this, but make something that's exactly this, then you can just find like a production person. Totally. And it's also like, that's what you're paying for. It's not cheap to have a designer make something for you from scratch. So if that's a service that you're willing to pay for, utilize it and let them do their thing. If you trust them and you're willing to pay them to do that, then let them run with it and see where it goes. And it's always, usually doesn't go one round. Like I think it's a unique situation that we're so close on the first round. Oftentimes it's like two or three rounds of completely different looks. Mm -hmm. With my other friend, it only went one round too, but I think she's worked in creative services. So she understands like, this is a big ask to like have your friend do this and I'm just gonna like take what I can get. That was something she was willing to be flexible on. Right. So that was helpful. And it's not that um, like if you're not, if you don't have experience with design or anything like that, it's not uh, wrong to think like, here's a picture, can you make that? But the idea is sort of that you uh, bring something to say, I want it, it's, it's more important what you want it to feel like, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like the definitely. Wedding. Well, it's also like when you go get your hair cut, at least for women, it's like, here's a picture of Khloe Kardashian. Like, but you don't want it to, you don't want it to look, look like, exactly right. like that. But yeah. even if you do, like your hair's not gonna look like that. Like that's not your hair. You might have yeah. a different texture. You might have thicker or thinner hair. Like there's so many factors that. And how it goes with your face. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end, it's like, you're not gonna hold up the picture to your hairdresser and say, it doesn't uh, look exactly I don't look like Khloe like Kardashian now. Like obviously <laughs> you don't look like Khloe Kardashian. It's this. It's a very similar thing with design. Although you can carbon copy something, but that's called yeah. plagiarism. But also like the way that uh, I, I think that's a really good analogy. The way that your hairdresser will say, "Okay, this picture is a layered bob, and the longest layer is just above your chin, and the shortest layer is just uh, above your earlobe." Does that sound right to you? And then maybe like a side swept bang. Mm-hmm. And, like, it looks like the nape of the neck is, like, shaved so that it's not, like, hanging over your neck. Right. She'll, like, explain to you what she's seeing in the picture so that then you can kind of divorce yourself from this picture and think, okay, so what she's describing is what I'm going to get and it's going to be on my head. Or saying, for your face, I would don't think that you should have a side soap bang. Yeah. No bangs. Yeah. And then the person being like, oh, okay, like, this is an expert who I'm paying to do this is saying it's not going to look good. So maybe I'll consider that. Or if you are married to the side swept bang, go for it. If you are married to a sans serif font, tell your designer that. And then I told they'll you that. make it work. Like there's, I think it's important to have your list of what is a must have and what's important. And just getting that across right from the start. Then you won't have five rounds where it's like, why doesn't this look the way I want? It's like, well, because you didn't say that this is a like must have. It's like those stupid HGTV shows. Where they're like, uh, my must-haves are it's got to be a two-bedroom, it's got to be a detached house, and it has to have a backyard. And then as soon and as they start looking, and as night. soon as they start looking at houses, they're like, well, there has to be a walk-in closet. And they're like, well, you didn't mention that as a must-have, so obviously but I didn't also look for that. Like those shows, 
you cannot have a house with all those things in your tiny little dumb budget. budget. Yeah. So. Truth. HGTV can teach us so much. I think that's another piece of it. And just knowing what's reasonable. Like, if you have a good person that you're working with who is effectively running their business, they'll tell you, like, this is how, like, this is going to cost you another round. Like, if you don't, we're, we don't get this right on this time, like, this is how many more hours it's going to take me to do this again from scratch or do this to get your changes in, and here's how much it's going to cost. So the, really, it only hurts you in the end because you're going to be paying for all these rounds of design that you probably don't want to pay for. So the more clear you are from the get-go, then the less money you'll pay, likely. So what do you think is, like, the biggest pet peeve or the biggest faux pas that someone can make in talking to a designer? Oh, that's a good question. Um, pet peeves for me are just those buzzwords that I really hate. Visual? Visual. Or, oh, God, I got it. Ugh, when people sit in front of me and say, I'm not a designer, but... <laughs> every time. Every time. I'm not a designer, but here's... 30 things I think you should do because I know design better than you. It's like the undertone all the time of like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but here, let me just tell you what I, what I know is the right thing to do. That is very infuriating. So don't say I'm not a designer, but just if you have an idea, say the idea. Don't, you don't need to preface it with like, designers are the only ones who can have ideas about the way things should look. So that really frustrates me. Or when people think they are designers on the other side of it <laughs> and they come to you with like a sketch or which I guess can be helpful but it's like just don't be condescending I guess is the the frustrating piece of it just like come to the table open about everything and I'm hopefully your designer will also come to the table open and then things will will be fine and don't be afraid of not knowing what you're talking about because I say words all the time in meetings when I'm brainstorming stuff that aren't even words like it's just like what? You just have to be like open. I have no idea. Can't think of any now. But as you're just like going, like you have to say so many bad ideas to get to a good idea and you need to be not afraid to say your bad ideas. And it takes a little while to get there. But if you're comfortable with the person you're working with, just like spitballing. No bad ideas, you know? Yeah. Spitballing's great. Love spitballing. Right. Bring what, bring the right starting point. Like right. what you want. Uh, if you have a certain little thing that's like, I want every part of my wedding to feel like, uh, feel whimsical or whatever. Like right. if you have a little thing like that, then it's easier to start from there than from make it look good. Exactly. Yeah. Cause then you can be like whimsical how? Like Alice in Wonderland whimsical? Yeah. Or like, like uh, like Danish fairies or... Yeah. <laughs> and you like should, a day like, at the circus I would usually after like hearing a starting point like that we'll be able to zone like zone zone in what's the word I'm like for? zone in zone yeah. in sounds really hone wrong in. right now hone in hone in O'Brien? <laughs> this is good. This is a word or something. Conan O'Brien. That shot is getting to me now. Yeah. Um, we took shots before this. We did. Can um, you hand me my wine actually? It's too far away for me to get. Zone in is not right. Zone in is right. Like discovery hone, zone. I think hone in. DZ discovery zone. Hone in. What was I even saying? Honing in on whimsical? Yes. So once you have a thing like that, it's easier to hone in on 
what it is you actually mean. So if you say something like if, but if you say visual, that's not helpful. But if you say like, like you guys said, abundant. Can I, can I give any spoilers of what yours is or no spoilers? Um, yeah, you can make spoilers. Fine. It's pretty yeah. broad. But like, I mean, the words that we have been using, I feel like, are abundant. And what was the one that you had? Um, like large scale. What was that word? Oh, yeah, I don't remember the exact thing, but uh, I always think of like big, yeah, like big scale, epic scale. Uh, when I would talk about the location, the, the venue, uh, like visions, I would always say like the old movies where they say it, starring a cast of thousands. Grandiose. I thought, I thought that. Fit yeah, that. sort of like visions of grandeur. Yes. Isn't that like? I mean, we're a not symptom of mental illness. <laughs> Delusions of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> so those are sort of the ideas of like uh, lots. Like we want lots rather than like minimalism. Mm. So yeah. we're in a place that's like uh, allows us to have everyone around us the entire time. We and also had like an interesting thing that's not normal, I think, with designers and clients where, at least not in my limited experience, where we went through and, like, looked at a lot of stuff together and you said, oh, I like this, I don't like this. So I get to see that process, which mm -hmm. I, you normally don't. You normally, Why is that? You would think that would be really helpful. It would be helpful, but it's not always practical, practical or easy because to people who are paying for an hourly thing... They're like, I'm not going to sit there while I, like, toodle through Pinterest. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, like, I'm not going to pay toodle. you to sit over You should over have a toodle fee. It's just, like, people are not going to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, often you can, like, suss out what people are trying to get at through their picture that they come to you with. Or they've done all that pre-work themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary that a designer has to do that, but I just, because I'm your sister, have done that with you. Yeah. So I had that interesting experience to be like, well, what is it that you like about this specific example Megan and what is it that you like about it Luke like that time that we were able to because mm -hmm. then it's like okay you're pleasing two parts of this greater whole and you need to understand like what it is that one person likes and the other person likes yeah so that you can get both of those things in one shot yeah but it's sort of like when we talked about like watercolor I knew watercolor was a thing that you guys liked yeah mm-hmm but how we were going to apply that, you guys left up to me. So I think that's a good example of how to deal with a designer, where it's like, here's a specific element that we like, but however you enact that and the design is up to you. Yeah. I think what we ended up saying at the end of that discussion, which I think also involved wine, uh, <laughs> was uh, we wanted watercolor, we wanted some sort of natural element, whether that was like flowers or like um, leaves or mountains mm -hmm. or whatever and we wanted it to like sort of I don't know be like multicolored or like vibrant uh well we talked about uh sunset colors and having like a big range of like the golds and purples and like uh not not being set on like these are the two colors kind mm -hmm. of thing yeah which I knew your colors seemed going in and I did ignore it, but within reason. Yeah. Like, for a reason. And that's fine. And it's also, I know it's only one first round, but that's, like, another piece of it where it's, like, we talked about all those things. That doesn't necessarily mean that I was going to enact all those things in the design. Well, to the best of my ability, I did. 
And the other thing to, I think it's important to remember is that behind the scenes, how much work goes into the one thing that you get at the end of however many weeks it takes to deliver that round does not mean that the designer only did that one thing. So like for you guys, I have tons of different options that I designed, but that's where I landed. So it's like uh -huh. different type treatments for like your names or the date, all that kind of stuff. And the reason that you don't see that stuff is because then you get to cherry pick what you like and don't like, which essentially ruins the design ruins process. The design. Yeah. I mean, it ruins everything where it's sort of like, you can't say, I want this type treatment for this and this type treatment for my name. And then I want this piece of artwork to be altered in this way. And I want you to put them together like this. Cause at that point it's like, well then you do it, you know? And that happens sometimes when things are really challenging. Yeah, that's sort of like when you go to a restaurant and they say no substitutions because mm -hmm. they're like, we made these we made these menu items the way they are for a reason, which always gets my goat because I can't have gluten and I'm like, I need substitutions or I can't eat it. Well, I feel like... But I get why people do that. And there, it's within reason, right? Like, obviously you can say, I don't like this name treatment and I can ask you probing questions I love questions how you call it a one. name treatment instead of a font. <laughs> Well, it's not just a font. It's like Why is how it not you, just a font? It's, how you're, it's like a lockup. So it's like Megan and Luke. How do I want to do that? Do I want to do Luke and Megan? Do I want to do Megan and Luke? Do I want to do Megan and then Luke underneath? Do you're going to have an ampersand or yeah, the word and. Or the word and. Yeah, and or there's a plus so sign. much that goes into it to make it like. I get it. It's essentially designing a logo of your names. Don't do a plus sign. Yeah, don't do a plus sign. I like plus sign. We didn't signs. do a plus sign, did we? I don't think so. I can't remember, to be honest. I think we did a, a script and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we the did. Amp the ampersand. Who's to know? Yeah, who can say? Who We're can still say? waiting on that second round. The goddamn yeah. designer just won't get back to us. She sucks. <laughs> I so, hear she is taking shots at Cape Cod right now. I hear that too. What a lays about. Layabout? What? I don't even think that's a sentence. Layabout. Layabout. I like to make up words too, Guys, you know. I, oh, we're spiraling. I don't know what that means. Layabout means lay about. someone who lays about. Oh, yeah, you're lazy. like lazy. Cool, cool, cool. Never heard. Yeah, that yeah, before. yeah. So Kate's also like, uh, she's on my squad, obviously. Uh, she is former maid of honor, dethroned. <laughs> you're not dethroned. Well, it's just you're like a squad leader, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're trying to avoid the like bridesmaids terminology. I'm not gonna have a in charge person. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, I'm going to ask the, of my groomsmen, I'm going to ask somebody to do the toast. I'm going to ask a different guy to uh, plan the bachelor party and all the other stuff. That's like, nice. Everybody's going to do, like, a separate thing. I, I, are there going to be enough jobs for that? I don't know. Maybe some of them will just be hanging around. I yeah. think that would be. There'll be layabouts. <laughs> my biggest talent is being a layabout just learn that you are going to be in charge of so many things i know you're <laughs> bad at planning so how Ooh. do you feel about being the de facto squad leader of squad leaders slash dethroned maid of honor i feel um good nervous definitely nervous because i'm not um a great planner like you are well not i'm not a great i can be a planner but it's definitely a different style than your planning so I think that makes me a little bit nervous, but I feel great about the toast. Do you? Really excited. Oh, do you have Buckle a... Buckle up, you guys. Uh-oh, you've already written it? No. 
I'm in the brainstorm phase. I have my mood board and my... <laughs> oh, good, good. Yep, mm-hmm. Um, One of my groomsmen is a speechwriter. He works for a speechwriting firm. God damn it. I'm yeah. Not, he's not going to do the toast. Oh, thank um, God. He can do one at the rehearsal he can, dinner. He can work on yours if you want. Oh, yeah. Put me in... Give me that contact. <laughs> I'll put you in touch, oh. yeah. Yeah, because I am going to yuck it up. Great. He also that's, writes that's for his, McSweeney's, so he's into Yeah, that. that's part of his job is they give him speeches that are, or maybe this was when he first started, they, they would give him speeches that were already finished, and he would have to, like, add jokes. Oh, definitely need that email address. Huh. So you're saying yeah, yeah, about the speech writing. Um, I actually don't really know, I guess, all, I don't really know what it entails. I've only been in one wedding. I was a junior bridesmaid. Wait, you've only been to one wedding? In one wedding. Oh, I have yeah. not been to, I've only been to... Two weddings? What? Yeah. Really? I am very young. Yeah, but like you, you and I both went to the same high Haven't school. Haven't your family had a lot? Hasn't in your family had In our family, the rules if you're 16, you're not allowed to. Unless you're 16, you can't go to the weddings. Oh. So I've only been to. Do we not everybody who's under 16. I've yeah. been to. To the list. Yeah. <laughs> Get out your red pen. So I've been to, let's see, Auntie Trisha's wedding I was in. Mm-hmm. Junior bridesmaid. Represent. That was my first ever wedding. And I was in eighth grade. So and you I were in 16. Aaron's wedding, right? No, I, I was in it, but I was oh. there having the you time were a of special my life. Yeah. You were a gr- you were great star at that of the video, right? Which I are you guys having a videographer? No, no. Damn it! I really do well with a videographer. Star of Aaron's wedding video. You can just snap the entire just snap story so the whole that's wedding. That's two. Yeah, I do video at work, and uh, so you would think it would be important to me, and it really isn't. That's fair. I just don't think we're gonna watch it. True. Um, I've I've actually made a wedding video, and when I was finished with it, I said this is a ton of work, and I would be lucky if the couple watched this. Uh, like the best case scenario is they watched it on their anniversary. So like if they watched it once a year, every year, that would be incredible. I can't imagine yeah. watching my own video that often. I also have a coworker who is a videographer. Well, he's like the video guy in our office and he was beside himself offended when I tried to show him like this wedding videographer that <laughs> did like cool, very short, like we call them like clip collections at work. It's like a whole thing. He almost stopped talking to me when I was like, you should do this. And he was like, that's the most offensive thing you've ever said to me. He was Why? so mad because wedding videography is like bottom of the barrel, like garbage town for a yeah. videographer. Apparently. Who knew? If you're like, a wedding video- be videographer out there, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean, I assume that's this the same. This was one man's opinion. I assume that's the same for like <laughs> DJing. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, it, or like a wedding singer, right? Like, it's just like kind of like sad, I guess. He was very upset, but I... Oh, man. We went to a wedding last weekend uh, where they did not they did not realize ahead of time that they booked entertainment as a package where they got an MC and a DJ. Two separate people. And you would... Most, most weddings, those are the same person, and they got a discount on this entertainment company... Uh, I guess it's a company, and it was two different people. One guy was the regular DJ, and the other guy was basically like a bar mitzvah dancer. So he would go through the crowd and hype people up. He would lead line dances for songs that did not involve line dancing, and he would wander around uh, with the mic, and during songs he would like hold out the mic to you so you could sing along. 
to the words. The worst part was whenever something was happening, so like the when the bride and groom were going to make their big entrance in the beginning or they were going to cut the cake, he would go, is everyone excited to see them cut the cake? And everybody would go, and he goes, I can't hear you. And he would make you like woo until he felt satisfied. And I was like, this is the worst. He sounds powerful. Yeah. (laughs) I feel okay talking about it because we talked to the... Parents the, of the bride. Yeah, the mother of the bride who I think booked the whole thing. She definitely paid for it. And she was giving us looks like, this is so this guy showed up. <laughs> so we didn't expect this guy. Uh, but everybody was a good sport about it, even though he was a crazy. Yeah, he was cool. I, I mean, like, a bunch of people were into it. The dance floor was packed for the line dances and stuff. It just, like, it isn't something that I would do and wasn't necessarily something that they would do either since they didn't know it was coming. (laughs) It just happened. Um, Are you guys doing a Snapchat geofilter for your wedding? I don't know what that is. We don't have Snapchat. We're old. It's like the thing when you like swipe and then it shows like a geolocation where it'll be like, Dennis. Have you seen that? Well, you can do it for your wedding and then you can have like Megan and Luke 2016 and then when people do their Snapchats or their videos. I'll have Bree set it up. It's like this. Look. Okay. So you do that and then... I've never done a Snapchat. When you get here, it says Dennis or Cape Cod. Like whenever you oh, go there's somewhere, a logo on the bottom. Yeah, it's like a little like designed thing. I don't know how people. I know people have gotten it for their wedding. Oh, so That's it would weird. say Megan and Luke, and then it would be like Ugh. the date of your wedding. I'm already stressed out. Just thinking about so it. So that's an option. We're already working on a hashtag. Well, I'm just saying. That's gonna be hard enough. I don't have a Snapchat. I've never snap snapped. Yeah, I've never snapped either. It's pretty delightful. It's just an option. I don't know what it entails, but I know it okay. is a thing to do. It's, it's something it's to like think about. It's like the new way of putting else? Polaroid camera, or not, or like those yeah. little disposable oh, the cameras. Disposable cameras. Yeah, it's yeah. like doing that, but like for Snapchat. So what other design things have we not even thought about that exist that we should get on? Um, or make fun of? No, I think... I think you got all of them? I think we got all of them. I mean, the last wedding invites that I did was like the whole kit and caboodle. Like, you open the invite, there was... The invite adhered to this envelope, and in the envelope, there's all these different slots that had the RSVP card. It had the RD like addressed um, envelope to send the RSVP card back in. Mm-hmm. It had the menu. It had information about the venue. There was like this whole sort of like booklet. The menu. The venue. The I arranged the seating. <laughs> exactly. Hamilton. So that was like the. It was very formal also, which is so different than what I'm doing with you guys. It was just like, everything was very like flourished. There was a lot of um, decorative borders happening. It was so, so not my style, which was an interesting challenge to be like, okay, this is what she wants. Like, I'm going to make this happen. They gave me like a whiskey bottle to design it off of. They were like, we love this whiskey bottle. And I was like, okay. And then I made their first round and they were like, perfect. So it's just very, a different coming from a totally different place and you guys don't have that much stuff but you guys are doing a website so I think that's what makes it different yeah how are you uh feeling about designing a website is that something that you're comfortable with or yeah I think the way we're designing it is super comfortable for me like using those sort of like square spacey type of things where it's just um adding design elements to an already templatized sort of web app kind of thing. I'm not able to design a website from the ground up unless I did it in an Adobe program, which is challenging for anyone but me to use. Um, So yeah, I feel fine about it. Great. And it's like just adding 
kind of the look of your stuff to an already templatized website, so it'll be fine. It doesn't need to be super powerful, which is something that makes it easy. What has to be powerful? What do you mean? Like, what kind of website has to be powerful? Like one that has, you need to be able to like, tag stuff, search for stuff, and... Oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. More technical features. Yeah, a lot of technical stuff. It's like you don't need to be hosting, like, stuff. You know what I mean? It's very, like, here's some information. You don't Read it. Yeah, exactly. That's basically it. I have something important to talk about. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. So we're doing our own music, and earlier we were test driving... uh, I So I've set up several playlists, and they're very... Uh, rigid in the sort of time that I... Want each one to be played? Right. And so earlier today we were playing them and Kate expressed a big concern about how she felt you felt you were going to have to dance to every song. Yeah, I'm afraid that I'm going to not be able to not dance. And then pass out. Like I'm going to keep dancing. Yeah, then I may get ill. From dancing. Isn't that a musical about how everyone dances? Uh, I think you're thinking of either Footloose, where Nobody dancing dances. is outlawed, no. or you're thinking of the dancing montage part of Hocus Pocus. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. You know what else I'm thinking of? You're gonna of? dance the until you die. Thon in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, you're just gonna have to, like. Well, yeah, I am afraid of that. I just am afraid that, like. We're I not gonna love... make you run a lap, though. No, but I love every song, and I also dance to every song with everything I have. In yeah, me. you have to dance with so like, like how many 80%, hours? Eighty percent of your tank. I'm just scared. You and can't like, give everything hundred. Everyone I love is going to be there. I'm not going to be able to just walk away. It's just impossible. You have to give yourself like like a little alarm every forty five minutes. I think we should doctor all the playlists so that there's one song every hour that I'm like, you know what, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's what? That's the I'm reminder. Yeah. yeah. This one's not for me. I gotta yeah. go. I, I don't do cash. But the playlists are just great. They're pretty on point. Don't die. This one... Yeah, don't die. I'm gonna wear a t-shirt that says I won't die. Is that Every... okay? <laughs> yeah, that can be your uniform. No, no, no. Don't let me die. <laughs> Every hour there'll be one from, like, the Lawrence Welk show. <laughs> like, slowly sisters, backing out the crowd. Sisters. Sisters. Do as sisters should. Me, we're so we're on vacation right now with my parents and uh, my aunt, who has gone on vacation with us every year since the dawn of time, mm-hmm. and uh, so she is an excellent uh, guinea pig for our music experiments because mm-hmm. she will definitely be at our wedding and she will definitely be with her dancing shoes on. The early oh, returns sure. are good. She liked it so far. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Popping that foot. Yeah. She she's also lives in 1980. Yeah. So she's in really into, yeah, she's really into our 70s stuff. She was loving it. Yeah. I loved it too. It was good times. Yeah. It's going to be good. Cool. Well, Great. do we have a, do you want to like finish up with like a. Should we take a call? Yeah. Let's yeah. Take a call. Michael uh, from Texas, you're on with <laughs> Megan and Luke. If you want to, if you want to call in, the number is 413. <laughs> Just that. That's it. <laughs> Call me. I'll leave my number. I'll yeah, keep single buddies. We'll put her number in the notes. Any single boys listening to a wedding podcast? Can review. Leave us a review, uh, and put your put your Tinder profile in it. 
Perfect. Yeah. My Zipcar video did get me one suitor, so <laughs> we'll oh. see. Yeah, Kate's Zipcar video famous. <laughs> they did a promotional video with her. Yep. So you can see your face. And I did get, get those Zipcar commercial bucks. Yep. <laughs> you Huge got like what? You got like 60 bucks. I got free like zip some Zipcar, zip yeah. yeah. Some Zipcar credit? I got some Zipcar yeah. credit. I needed it. It was great. All right. Cool. Good one. Thanks for having me on, you guys. I'm going to go take more shots. Yeah, I think we're going to dance some more. Yeah. Uh, so before you do that, you should leave us a review and subscribe to us on any of your podcast apps. Specifically iTunes, since it's sort of like Yelp, where, like, I know people have rated and left reviews, but not enough people to, like, mm. give us an average. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, if you're out there listening, we would love for you to just go on there real quick, give us, you know, anything higher than three stars will make my day. And, uh... uh and thanks to our sponsor, MailChimp. Yeah, <laughs> MailChimp. <laughs> MailChimp, if you are looking for a great place to automate your mailing list, you can... <laughs> Uh, MailChimp is not a real sponsor, guys. You can modify Neither is Casper Mattress. <laughs> test your campaigns using A-B testing and uh, track, track compliance. I don't Boom. Know. Guys, you're doing commercials for non-sponsors. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Casper Mattress. Email us at wedopodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.